Attention all. Do you have a passion you want to showcase or have a drive to inspire the community? Apply for the Centennial Campus Community Programming Grant today at go.ncsu.edu slash grant for a chance to earn $2,000. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. My name is Cutter, though you may know me as Three Bears in a Coat on air on HD1, and welcome to this, the very first episode of Season 2 of You'll Never Believe Me But. You'll Never Believe Me But is a storytelling podcast being produced here at WKNC about lying to me. Every episode I have a guest on and they tell me two stories, one real and one fake, and I have to decide which is real between them. Uh, Since this is the first episode of a new season, even though I would imagine a lot of you are listeners from season one, I'm going to go over the rules just in case any of us need a quick refresher. Not that there have really been any changes. Rule number one... Your story should not do significant damage to anyone else or their character. We're not trying to be outwardly mean to anyone other than ourselves. Rule number two, if someone else is featured in the story, you must either have their permission to say their name or use a fake name for them. You agreed to come on the show and tell these stories, but unless they agree to have these stories told, just use a fake name. And rule number three, and this is the easiest one, all stories should start with, you'll never believe me, but... And then a brief synopsis before starting the story, just so we all know what we're getting into and as a nice little nod to the show's title. So with all that housekeeping stuff out of the way, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. So since this is the first episode of season two, just like the first episode of season one, I need to tell my two stories that guests are going to try to pick between whenever they come on for the rest of the season. And I will get into that. Uh, trust me, I have some great, great stories that I'm super excited to tell, and I really think that this season will be a little less lopsided than season one. Uh, notedly, only one person actually guessed wrong in season one. But uh, I, I'm very excited for these stories. I'm very excited to uh, tell these two stories and to have a new set of stories to work with and for you all to try and piece together and for all the guests to come on and try to figure out which is which and make their guesses. So, I suppose, without much further ado, honestly, let's get into my two stories. You'll never believe me, but I got peed on working at a gymnastics summer camp, not once, but twice, in the same situation, years apart. Uh, (laughs) While that may not feel entirely out of the ordinary, we'll get to a point where it starts to make a little more sense why it's so, in my opinion, absurd. Um, For a little bit of context, I've been working at the same gymnastics gym, especially doing a lot of summer camps for them for years. I started working there when I was like 14 and a half. Um, and this like coming summer, I'm expecting to work there again. And so I've been with them for a while and I love working there. I love playing with kids. and I love my job. And... I really, (laughs) really hold that opinion in high regard, but there are moments where things go horribly wrong. Uh, It's a summer camp, and you're working with kids, and that's kind of how it is. But I did get peed on not once, but two 
separate times in almost the same situation, years apart. Um, so to get into it, the first time I got peed on working this summer camp at a gymnastics gym, I think I was 16. I think I was 16 years old. And we, gosh, I would have been like week, whatever, one of the like mid weeks of the summer. And we had a three-year-old at camp and that wasn't very normal. And um, for reasons that you are about to find out, uh, we no longer um, let kids under four into the summer camp. And so we are like, they're all eating lunch and I'm with the other like coaches and staff just monitoring them, uh, making sure. And we had had these kids for a few days uh, this week because, you know, it's weekly camps. And so we we're pretty familiar with them at this point. And there is just from like the end, like the very, very end of this giant long table to seat, like 30 kids we have set up, just uh, a few like small child, like like a few small kids, girls, I think, who were just like, ew. Which, I mean, whatever, whatever, right? It's kids. But I'm going to do the right thing. I'm on the clock. I'm working. And so I was like, I'll go check on them. You know what? I'll go look. And so I wandered my way down there and to one of the girls who had said, he was like, oh, hey, what's going on? And she was like, oh. Uh, and this kid, whose name I don't remember. Um, I'm going to call him Justin, but it doesn't mean anything. And again, I don't remember his name. Um, but... This girl went, Justin's peeing. And I was like, before even looking, I was like, oh no, I'm sure. And I like was saying this as I was trying to look. I was like, oh no, I'm sure that he just spilled his water. And I look over and this kid is mortified sitting in this like, we have like slatted chairs, sitting in a slatted chair and there's just a pool underneath him dripping from his shorts. And it was like that moment of like, I don't want you to be right, kid. I really, really don't. And so I was looking and I like looked at the table. I was like, ah, certainly he just spilled his water bottle on himself. Like no way a kid would just pee, would just pee himself in like just sitting there at lunch after we had had him go to the bathroom. And I looked, water bottle closed on the table. I was like, oh, okay. And I look over to the other like coaches who are working and it's me, a girl, a girl and a girl. And this boy has just peed himself. And I'm like, well, guess I'm dealing with it. And so I uh, <laughs> I go to pick the kid up. And of course, the kid, the chair, and the floor are all soaked in pee at this point. And I go and grab this kid like under the arms. And I tell him, I'm like, hey, it's going to be okay. We can go to the bathroom. Can I pick you up? And he's not hugging, mortified nods. And I go to the other people and I was like, I or look at the other coaches, you know, sitting way over there. I'm like, hey, can you um, deal with this? I'm going to go deal with this. And they all looked at me like, what? And I was already gone. And so I picked this kid up, and I'm holding him arm's length, like arms fully extended out to my right. Like, I'm not, like, yeah, I, I'm just holding him as far away from my body as I possibly can. Because I can't hold him in front of me because I'm going to walk into it. So I'm, like, holding him out to the side as I, like, bring him into the bathroom. Luckily, he was on that side, so I didn't have to track it too far. But I brought him in there, and I sat him down on the toilet, you know, helped him out. And I just, he was just, like, he was just looking at me. 
just all all scared and sad. And I was like, hey, no worries, bud. And on the inside, I was like, big worries, bud. This has never happened. This has never happened to me. I'm 16 years old. This is my second actual year of doing like camp. I think um, maybe my my third or like, you know, I guess if you're counting like a partial year is like my first. But um, and so I was like, you know what? It's going to be fine. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, ah, he's got to get uh, some new clothes and or maybe leave. And I don't know how to deal with that. And so I was thinking about it and thinking about it. And I was like, OK, let me go talk to our um, like our front desk worker front desk person who was lovely, who was working that day. And I was like, let me see what we got to do. And so I went and talked to her, and she had already figured it all out. And she was like, uh, yeah, you got to call his mom. I was like, oh, okay. And in hindsight, I don't know why I had to. <laughs> you know, like, that felt like that was pretty well in her job description. But what do I know? And so I'm like, okay, sure. And she's like, gives me the, like, sign-in sheet with the phone number. And so I call his mom. And I've never, uh, like, it's been a while. Right. Since I in my life, it had up until that point been a while since I had been in a situation that uncomfortable. And I don't know that there are a lot of situations that I've been in that were like since that were more uncomfortable. And so she picks up the phone and she's like, hey, uh, what's up? I'm like, hey, you know, I'm Cutter with, you know, with this gym that you dropped your son off. I was like, your your son, Justin, had an accident. Uh, and I don't think I was nearly that smooth with it. I can't remember what I said, but I know I was not that smooth with it. And so I was like, oh, I think your son may have had an accident. She was like, what? I was like, yeah, your son had an accident. He, um, he, he, he peed himself. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, nope, it's all good. She's like, what do I need to do? I was like, I looked at the front desk person just wide eyed. And I was like, oh, you, I mean, just at the very least some spare clothes. I mean, he's just hanging out with me right now. So, you know, no worries. And she was like, oh, yep, I'm on my way over. And she was lovely. I will say like for, for as traumatizing as the situation was, as I'm sure it was for this kid and a little bit for me, honestly, just out of fear of that conversation. Um, she, she did not seem phased by it, which I guess makes sense considering that's probably how you have to act when you have kids. Um, and so she shows up and I like just walk her into the bathroom and I like, you know, basically pa pass the kid off. I'm like, hey, I walk back in over the phone. I'm like, hey, your mom's coming. Kid's like, uh-huh. I'm like, yep, all good, man. And I just stood there in the bathroom with him for like minutes, just like talking to him through the stall door. I was like, yep, okay, hope we're going to be okay. And uh, his, his mom showed up and, and took care of him. And eventually they came back out and I went over to go check on him. And, and the kids at this point have already moved on from lunch. Like we're all playing, you know, playing like games out on the floor. And so I, I jogged on over just to check on him. And she was like, oh, I think we're going to go home for today. I was like, OK, that's fine. Like, I'll see you, buddy. And Justin, again, just unhappy. was like, mm hmm. I was like, oh, uh, yeah. And, and poor kid, just in, in all honesty. But um, so. After that incident, we made a rule at the gym that we weren't going to allow kids. I think younger than four was the was the actual rule. So no kids younger than four anymore. Um, it might be no kids like younger than five. I'm not. I, I think it's no kids younger than four. But whatever. So after that, after that incident, we said, okay, we can't let kids younger than four in to summer camp. We can't do it. It's not you know practical. And I would agree. And that was the first time working at this gymnastics place, summer camp, that I got peed on. Just the first, because it happened two 
years later. I, again, this was not this past summer, but the summer before. I would have been 18, I think. And this kid who wasn't really making any trouble, he was young, I think he was four or five, um, was just hanging out, again, at the lunch table. He was near one end. And I, you know, again, chatting with coaches and, and other staff and chatting with the kids and having a good time. And this kid who is like, just looks like he ain't doing much, um, just sitting there. I get a, one of the kids comes up to me and goes, oh, um, I don't know what this kid's name is either. Um, and or can't remember it, don't know it. And so I'm just going to call him Justin Two. Uh, um, goes, um, Justin Two spilled a bunch of water. And I was like, oh, no worries. I'll go get some paper towels. We'll clean it up. It'll be fine. And I go over to Justin, Justin Two and was like, hey, you okay? And Justin Two was like, yeah, no, I just spilled some water. And there's like that little pause in there. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Okay, whatever you say. And so I, um, you know, walked over to the bathroom, got some paper towels and started cleaning it up. And he had gotten it all on the front of him, like all down, like on his, like the bottom of his shirt and down his, and like all over his pants. And I was like, man, that sucks. You can go to the bathroom, get yourself cleaned up. We'll get, I'll call your mom. We'll get you some new clothes. He was like, thank you. Got up, waddled on over to the bathroom. And I was like, awesome. And then... Kids are really good at this. Kids started spreading rumors, and they were like, oh, he beat himself. And I was like, I had to tell all of them. I was like, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. And then I looked over at the coaching staff, and I was like, ah, all girls except for me, again, awesome. And so I, you know, they kept saying it and saying it, and to the point where, like, I was considering it as a real possibility, and I think so were the other coaches. And so I was like, let me just go ask him. And so I walk into the bathroom and he's like cleaning his shorts off with a paper towel. And I'm like, hey, Justin too, um, did you, um, you, spilled, you said you spilled water, right? He was like, yep. I was like, did you, I, I don't mean anything by this. And I was like, did you, did you possibly pee yourself? He's like, no, no, no. I was like, okay, no worries, man. I just wanted to. I just wanted to make sure, because it's no worries. I don't know. I'm not going to tell anybody. I just need to know if we need to clean it up with anything, you know, significant. He was like, nope, nope, I would not. I was like, all right, cool, man. And so I went back to, you know, check on everyone who was working out there. And again, the other, like, coaches and staff are just, you know, like, drying up all the water with paper towels. Um, and they're like, did he? And I was like, no, no, he didn't. And I was like, ah. Well, there's his water bottle. That must have been what spilled. And I lifted up his water bottle, and his water bottle is full. Like, I mean, like, probably what, you know, in the little, like, you know, the little, like, pop front thermoses that, like, open up and it's got the little straw inside. Yeah, one of those. It was almost entirely full. And I was like, oh, 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 that's not good. And so I walk back to the bathroom, and he is still in there, still, like, drying away at his shorts and I was like Justin too I just I'm just gonna ask he was like I was like did you pee yourself it's not a big deal man I just need to know he was like no I was like okay well your water's real full dude and I just want to make sure that we gotta be safe out there with all this stuff and he just looked at me and just stared at me 
And at that point, I was like, mm, yeah, okay, I know. He didn't say anything. He just stared at me. I was like, okay, all right, you ain't got to say it, man. I called his mom, got him some clothes. He he ended up staying the rest of the day, actually, unlike Justin, the, the original Justin. Um, but, uh, no, yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> um, it was quite, uh, quite unfortunate uh, because at that point I knew. And so I went back out and told the coaches very quietly. I was like, look, let's just use some disinfectant on it in the event that it was. Um, and they were like, was it? And I just nodded real quiet. And they all kept cool about it, which I appreciated. And I think the kids were, for the most part, none the wiser once I had you know, come back out there and laid down how it went down. But, um, yeah, that one was, I think, worse because I started cleaning it up with a different thought process and, and I acted a lot differently than I think I would have had I known. But what can you do? It's kids. They pee everywhere. Uh, no, no. So, yeah, I got peed on twice at a gymnastics summer camp that I was working at in almost the same situation, two full years apart. Hey, real quick, before I tell you my second story of this season of You'll Never Believe Me But... If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening, whether that's on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. Remember, You'll Never Leave Me But comes out Mondays at noon, and the very first episode with a guest, episode two of season two of You'll Never Leave Me But, comes out Monday at noon. Not not the, not now Monday if you're listening to this on the Monday that this comes out next Monday. And if you're not, then it's the next nearest Monday, unless it already came out. Look, just subscribe so you don't miss it. Make sure you get those notifications. Make sure you are up to date. You aren't going to want to miss a thing. With that out of the way, let's get back into the action. You'll never believe me, but I once talked to someone so much that I gave them a concussion. Well, I mean, that's mostly how it happened. It's a title, and it's meant to be a little outrageous and a little bit of an abstraction of the truth. But it is mostly true in that regard. I did talk to someone enough to the point where I gave them a concussion. That is true. Uh, I'll give you the real full story. Um, I was walking back to my room from the bathroom. This was my second year, so I was living, or second semester, rather, So I was living in the dorms, um, and I was walking back to my room from the bathroom, about to go to bed. It was like 1230, um, and on my way to the bathroom, I had this friend of mine who we'll call Noah, who lived in the room beside me. And I heard him talking as I walked by to go to the bathroom, and I resolved that if he was still talking when I was on my way back, I would knock and and go talk to him just to, you know, see how he's doing because I hadn't talked to him in a few days, and then I'd go to bed. And so, still talking on the way back, so I knock on the door, and inside was Noah and his friend Jess. And so, I go inside and I say, oh, hey, how you doing? We, you know, greet and catch up, and very quickly what I had intended to be like a 10-minute stop turned into 45 minutes, because that's how I am, and that's how he is and and Jess is to an extent. And we're all just talking to people and having a good time catching up, and it was a, I mean, didn't really matter. Um, And so... Talked and talked until, you know, past 1 a.m. And then I start telling this story um, that I, for reasons that are about to become obvious, am not going to repeat. But I was telling a story about my knee surgery that I had in my senior year of high school. And now, there aren't any particularly, like, gory details of this. It's not like a particularly like egregious story, but I was just talking about the experience of going under anesthesia and um and the what the surgery was like. And 
this uh, this guy Noah, apparently his body did not jive with it. He had said at the start, and I had you know laid it out there. I was like, hey, if you ever like, I don't know if, how you guys feel about this sort of stuff. And they both said they were totally cool with it. And so I start talking and talking. And at a certain point, Noah just still like is standing and goes, oh, I'm feeling a little dizzy, and leans himself up against something. And I was like, oh no, like sorry. And he didn't think anything of it. And a few minutes later, and it was like a cartoon, you know. In a few minutes later, just every muscle in his body went limp, and he just collapsed, hit the ground, like like it was nothing. And, I mean, he's a big dude. He's probably six foot something, six foot two, six foot three maybe. And so it's a long way to go onto a hard dorm floor, and it genuinely looked like a cartoon representation of what someone passing out would be. Like all their, like every limb just went all loose, and they just fell. And I was like, uh, genuinely, for the first second or two, I was like, hey, that's real fun, real funny. That'd be, mm, he's not moving. And he passed out to that story that he said he would have no issue with. That I, again, and I've told that story several times, no one's ever had any issue with. And so he passed out. And so I moved just real quick into into making you know making things happen because um, I'm you know like have done some safety certification especially from working you know at the gymnastics gym for uh, summer camp and so I know you know loosely what to do and so I was like all right well let's you know make sure that he is breathing first and he's breathing and so I was like okay well, don't wanna don't wanna move him just want to get him you know comfortable make sure he's not bleeding and he wasn't bleeding and sat him up not sat him upright but basically just got him in a comfortable position and then it was just Jess and I standing there silently for like five more seconds before he moved. Horrifying five seconds. And so he finally gets up, or not gets up, but like comes to, I guess, and starts moving a little bit. And I'm just, he's on the ground, and I'm standing over him, and Jess is standing over him, looking down at him. And he just looks up perplexed. And I was like, very, just very quietly, I was like, hey, you okay? He's like, what happened? I was like, well, you passed out. He was like, really? I was like, yeah. And I did not expect that to be the reaction. I don't think that's the normal reaction of people who pass out, like of just going like, huh, odd. But that is the kind of person Noah is. He was like, really? I was like, yep. He was like, that's so weird. That's never happened to me before. I was like, yeah, I can imagine. He was like, he was like, well, what do we do? I was like, oh, well, you're going to lay here. For, for right now, at least. And he was like, yeah, that makes sense. And I was like, and we've got, you know, and we were like, oh, we'll get like an ice pack in the event that we need it. Um, and he was like, oh, I think I, you know, I feel like I don't really have any energy. So we're like, okay, we'll get him a little bit of food. And so Jess um, called her friend Brooke to go do it. Brooke also lived in this dorm. Um, and so... He's laying there, and eventually I, you know, very slowly, very eventually get him a pillow and just put his head on a pillow. And I was, like, running through my head of, like, what had happened when I had, like, hit my head in the past and all the testing I had had to do. And just to make sure that I was, you know, stable enough to to be around the next few days. And so I was, like, I told him, I was, like, okay, eventually we got to get you up. And I just want to test a few things just to make sure you don't have a super bad concussion. We don't have to drive to the hospital right now. He's like, I don't think I do. I was like, I don't think you do either, but I'm not going to find out. And so Brooke shows up with a, um, I think it was like a Mountain Dew and some ice packs. And so we, you know, set an ice, set an ice pack on the pillow just to, just to cool his head off a little. And 
put the soda nearby in the event that he wanted it. And after, you know, I was chatting kept, uh, chatting with Brooke and Jess, you know, not and trying to keep the mood a little bit light, a little bit casual considering. And um, so eventually Noah's like, oh, I want to stand up. I was like, okay, we're going to take it real slow. I was like, let's sit up first. And he was like, you're right. And so he sat him up and leaned him up against um like the um the like post of one of his beds like in the dorm and he sat up and he sat there for 10 15 seconds i was like how are you feeling and after about 10 15 seconds he was like mm, nope and laid back down and we were like okay nope no problem like laid back down um on his side just real quickly made his way to the pillow to not uh to not fall again uh, as he felt he was getting dizzy again so we're like great awesome Great first try. We're just going to hang out. And this is about the time where things go from really bad to really worse for me. Uh, not bad because, again, didn't seem to be like a huge issue but still got to take care. Um, I didn't know this about Jess up until this point. But apparently Jess um, has some sort of health thing where she will just fall asleep wherever, very much in the same way that someone would pass out. So just lose all control and just fall asleep. And it, you know, happens especially more at night. And at this point, it was pretty early in the, you know, in the morning, I guess. It was pretty late. And so she is um she's like, oh, I'm starting to feel like a little dizzy myself. Um, or maybe I'm telling myself she said that because I think that she was just sitting down. No, yeah. She was sitting down near one of the walls and just her entire upper body like threw back and hit the wall and then like slid to the side before I caught her. And I was like, what is happening with you people? And so I've got Noah on the ground almost having passed out recently. And then I've got Jess, who apparently is you know, like narcoleptic or something to that effect, who has now passed out and slammed her head on the back wall. And I was like, great. Now I have two possibly concussed people. It's me and Brooke. And I'm just doing my doing my best to make sure that everyone is okay. And so I go over and try to try to like stabilize Jess and make sure that she's sitting okay. And she is. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm not going to wake her. I don't think that's right. I don't know what to do. So I was like, I'm just going to make sure she doesn't eat it. So I, I like propped her up in like a way she couldn't go anywhere and gave her a pillow just in case. And was like, all right, great. Went back over to Noah. Noah's like, I'm going to try to sit up again. I was like, great. Noah sits up. He's fine this time. Very exciting. Jess comes to. And Jess is like, oh, huh. I was like, yeah, huh, indeed. Just had no idea. I had literally no clue. And apparently this was like a well-known thing among like Noah and Brooke that this was like something that happened. And I was like, ah, that's awesome. Super cool. And so at about this point, right, so we've got Noah sitting up. Jess came back to, I was like, Jess, can you lay down for me? Jess was like, no, no. I was like, Jess, please lay down. I was like, I cannot handle two people who might have concussions. And she was like, okay, and laid down and then immediately fell asleep again. And I was like, okay, first of all, I was right. Second of all, very good. And at this point, Noah's like, okay, I'm going to try to stand up. And I was like, fine, and helped him stand up. And he just stood there. 
hands on the, you know, hands on like his bunk bed. Um, and he was like, okay, I'm feeling okay. I was like, great. Uh, and then he wrapped his arm in the, in the ladder of the bunk bed. And I didn't notice until like probably a minute later. I was very, felt very lucky he did not pass out because he would have definitely broken his arm in the fall. And so when I looked over and saw him, I was like, no, what are you doing? He was like, oh, right. I could pass out in her mouth. I was like, yes, no, you totally could. Please don't. And so he stood there and then he was like, mm, not feeling too good. Sat back down. Great. Awesome. He was well monitored, well monitoring himself. And Jess comes back to, she was like, huh. And she, either from the head hitting the wall or just as a part of all of this, has managed to develop a huge nosebleed. Just, I mean, an immense nosebleed into her mask. And so take the mask off, get like some paper towels and, and try to stop her from bleeding everywhere. She's like sitting up kind of to try and take care of it. Um, and uh, the kicker is Noah only had one pillow. And now that we have two people who have passed out multiple times, well, at least one of them multiple times, I, like, I'm like, okay, my room's next door. I'm going to go get a pillow for someone to just hold on to in, in the event, right? And so I come back in with a pillow, give it to Jess, and Jess is like, are you sure I'm going to bleed over? I'm like, I really don't care. Like, <laughs> like, I really don't care. You have now passed out multiple times, and I don't want you to have a concussion as well, maybe. And so Noah eventually gets to feeling okay again, and Noah stands up. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do some real simple just eye tracking, balance, information, you know, retention. And so asked him a bunch of questions and had him like follow my finger with his eye but not his head. And then I was like, okay, we're going to stand on one foot just to see if you have your balance. If you start to feel dizzy, just just sit. And he did and it, you know, seemed to be fine. I don't know. I didn't have an idea of a benchmark. So I was just like, let me make sure it's not so catastrophic. And it wasn't. And I was like, okay. And he was like, I'm feeling okay. I was like, okay, please sit down. And he sat back down. And Jess at this point has come and gone, I think twice. And is like now sitting kind of in a similar position to how she busted like her head on the wall the first time. And I was like, no, we're not doing that. I was very like, I was like, trying to be real mega aware of all this. And so now I've got, you know, there are two people laying on the ground with consciousness issues, as it were, in the past few minutes. And I'm just talking, you know, trying to keep the mood light. And I'm talking with Brooke. And Brooke was like, oh, are you a, are you a paramedic? And I was like, oh, what a compliment. I was like, no, no, I, um, I've done some safety training, you know, for, for smaller stuff. But no, no, not a paramedic. Um, no. And she was like, oh, do you know what? And then said some acronym that I don't remember. I'm trying to place it. It was some medical acronym as I later found out. But she was like, oh, do you know about whatever, right? Whatever acronym it was. And I was like, oh, no, what is that? She was like, really? I was like, what? what is it? She was like, oh, it's this, you know, like patient care, whatever, medical, like, you know, process thing. And I was like, no, uh, why Why do you know about that? And she's been, you know, sitting there, not particularly helping, but not harming, and it's not a big deal, and I'm not worried about it. And so this whole time she's been here, and it's been hours at this point, hasn't done anything. And so I ask her, oh, why, um, why did you, uh, yeah, why do you know about that? And she was like, oh, I'm a, like, you know, I'm like paramedic trained or something to that effect. And I just stared at her for like 30 seconds. I was like, you mean to tell me 
that you've been sitting here with medical training and knowledge in this specifically. You've been just watching me do this and hoping I don't mess it up. And I said that. And she was like, you had it under control. I was like, you don't know that. (laughs) I don't know anything for certain. I'm making educated guesses based on my past experience and both in, but like on both ends. And I'm like, you're sitting here with medical knowledge just watching me? She was like, yeah. I was like, oh, great. Awesome. So happy to have impressed. And so... Uh, probably about a half an hour later, um, Jess is like, I'm going to go to bed. Probably a good call. And so I'm like, okay, I can help you get to your room. And Brooke's like, nah, I got it. We have a way that we do it, which again, it happens so regularly that they have a system for it. And so Brooke takes Jess to, to both of their credit. They get up and out the door and, and to Jess's room. And I was like, all right, perfect. Easy peasy. Um, and so now it's just me and Noah and I go, all right, Noah, look. I want to get you into bed so you can go to sleep. Please make a doctor's appointment. And also, and I told him this, I was like, look, I don't want you getting out of bed. I was like, what do you need from me right now? And he was like, oh, can you grab a change of clothes? I grabbed him some pajamas. And I was like, look, I'm going to text you in the morning. I need you (laughs) to text me back to signal that you are awake and alive. I was like, what time are you setting your alarm? He's like, this time. I was like, I've set an alarm for this time as well. I need you. To I like I'm gonna text you if you don't text me, and if you don't answer in like 15 minutes of your alarm going off, I'm opening your door because I'm not locking it because I can't because I'm leaving, and I'm not gonna take his key, and so I was like, otherwise I'm coming in. I don't care. I need to make sure that you are awake and alive. And he was like, totally understood. And I went, and it was at this point probably 4:45, I think, five o'clock in the morning. Just miserable, like late and not even on a Friday, Saturday, you know, like I had class the next day and I was so exhausted, but I was also so hopped up on adrenaline. I mean, just, just like still so tuned in. And so I like had to like take some time and just, just like breathe afterwards and, um, just like take some moments to myself. So I think I got in bed at five 30 in the morning. After all of that, after Noah passing out and Jess passing out, after all of that, all because I told this uh, story of my knee surgery and all because I decided to stop by even in the first place, just to think none of that would have happened had I not stopped by in the first place. I uh, texted, I did text Noah in the morning and he texted me back immediately. He was like, I'm all good. Um, Turned out that he had suffered a mild concussion from the whole ordeal. Um, and he had managed to, like, he got a doctor's appointment and it was fine. He's totally fine. But had suffered a uh, a mild concussion from, from it. So I did sort of, if you abstract it a little bit, talk to someone so much that I gave them a concussion. Uh, more to the effect that I f- caused them to pass out and develop a concussion as a result. But it's a little uh, funnier and a little more... Um, intriguing, I'd say, uh, that original way. So, uh, yeah, I uh, once gave someone a concussion by talking to them. There you go. Those are my two stories for this season, season two of You'll Never Believe Me, but I'm really excited to see what everyone thinks and to see what they believe is the true story and why, Uh, but we'll have to wait for the first episode to hear our first guest make the first guess 
on which story is true and which story is fake. But at least for this intro episode, the very first episode of season two, I think that about wraps it up. Our intro music is Pop Nugget off of Compositions 2, used under the Creative Commons license found on Free Music Archive. Our outro music is Vintage News, our production music used under the Creative Commons license, also found on Free Music Archive. I've been Cutter. This has been You'll Never Believe Me But, and thank you all for listening. Good day and good night. Good day and good night.